Hey everyone, my name is Sumble Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Councilors, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here. Hello. Hey, it is raining out. It is not just raining. It is like torrentially downpouring. There's so much. I just walked through a puddle that was like six inches deep. I'm lucky. Alana dropped me off first. (laughs) I'm such a nice person. (laughs) Such a good friend. I was like, "Eh, I don't want to walk in this. My ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone. She's still using it. (laughs) Um, So... First, how was last weekend? Okay, okay. I know everyone is wondering. I They're survived. dying. Everyone's dying to know. So I went to Comic-Con uh, in New York, my first time ever and my last time. Really? Yeah. You know, it it just is not for me. And uh-huh. my friend also was, we were, there's video, I took video, and sh- in one video, she's just looks so confused. Because everyone's I, like dressed up and people are there to see different stuff. And Yeah, it's for me, you know, it's the, our show is Outlander, and so there were a lot of fans for Outlander, and we had to we basically waited in line most of the day. We were able to see the panel at night, uh, and they premiered the first episode of season four for fans, and then we oh, heard, well, that's cool. Yeah, so we got to watch the first episode. Did she just like keep going back? <laughs> it gets, it's even better. Oh, they're in America this season. So what what, what year is it though? Uh, it's, it's a, it's before the American Revolution. Oh, so I just, you know, I hate time travel. Yeah. Yeah. It confuses (laughs) me and I I can't stand it. I think you'd like the show. Anyway, I survived and I'm back. New York is always a fun time, but I'm still recovering. Well, um, you didn't miss much. Over the weekend? Yeah. How was it? I don't know. I don't even remember what I did. Oh, I went to Vermont for a few days. Yeah. 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 Um, but the weather was kind of crappy. So there was like, yeah, there was leaves to peep. But yeah. it was like cloudy and rainy, mm-hmm. and anyway, it sounds oh. like you had more fun. I I did I did you know comic yeah once in a lifetime uh, maybe maybe I can be convinced for the future. I did I was looking at the Outlander cast on Twitter because they were posting all day yeah. just to see if I could see you in the background. Like oh my god, there's <laughs> so and so. You saw my pictures though. They were I did, cute. but they weren't with any of the cast. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Well, we're back in Cambridge, both of us, uh, and it's been a really busy week. I feel like we say that every time we have to stop. Oh, no. It's so like, annoying. What if we got here? We're like, man, there's just <laughs> nothing going on here. I don't even know what we're going to talk maybe about. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, yeah. So there were a few things that happened over the weekend. One of the things that happened on Friday night, which is really awful, is um, there was a pedestrian struck and killed in Cambridgeport. Um, yeah. the, so the truck driver was a man from Methuen, and he was actually on Putnam Ave, just past the intersection of Magazine Street. Um, so they they think that he was actually trying to turn right on Magazine Street, but maybe couldn't make the turn and began to back up the vehicle. Um, and he struck and killed uh, a 27-year-old young woman um, as he was backing up. So this is the second pedestrian death in Cambridgeport in the last month. So. Yeah. It's it's very very tragic. We just had like a zero a vision zero presentation. So uh I, it's and this woman was so young. Oh, 27. I oh, know. Just awful and I, I think the driver is being charged with negligent driving yeah. uh or negligent operation of a vehicle which you know, it doesn't I mean it's it's like fine, but this woman is gone. She's gone. Know. And you know it's interesting because I feel like a while ago when we were talking about um, bike safety in uh, in one of the city council meetings, and I mentioned that I actually think Putnam Avenue is a place that is, it's constantly people oh, yeah. getting struck on their bicycles, you know, um, 
There was that woman that, that was struck and killed. There was a high school student mm-hmm. um, that was hit and run last spring. Um, and now this. I do feel like Putnam Avenue is a place where we could be, you know, focusing some energy and effort into to protecting um, our cyclists and our pedestrians. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then last night there was a shooting. Oh, in the Wednesday port. night. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. It was a shooting in the Port neighborhood. Uh, at 11 p.m. at Pine in Washington. So a young man was shot in both legs. Uh, the police were on the scene really quickly and were able to get the victim to the hospital. Uh, you can bleed out really quickly if you're shot in the legs because of your femoral ar- artery. Uh, so the officers were able to get tourniquets on him and ensure that didn't happen. And it seems there was a, there was a fight that got out of hand based on the videos. And as you've talked about a lot, uh, the gun violence in the port is always really unsettling. So, and I can't imagine what these neighbors are going through. Yeah, it's interesting. I was having a conversation with um, one of the officers about about the femoral artery and how it can get hit. And if you can actually, like, if you run and you get hit in the leg, uh, if you're with a gunshot, you can actually bleed out because yeah. with the adrenaline, you don't realize how much um, blood is pumping through that it's artery. Crazy. So, thankfully, our officers were on the scene pretty quickly and were able to to ensure that that didn't happen. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, come on. It's crazy. No, I mean, mo- no more port violence. I'm, yeah, we were really on a... A good trajectory. Um, yeah, so anyway. Yeah, it's, we, we, I guess we just have to keep being... Very vigilant. Very, very much. And you've said this, and I think we heard this from the task force. There was that poor task force. Yeah. But there's still presence. Absolutely. That's why they were able to be on the scene right. so quickly. Um, because I don't think that he would have been shot in both legs and been able to yeah, to be transported to the hospital um, and, and live. So anyway, yeah, there were there were officers in the neighborhood. They were on scene pretty quickly and um, more to come on that. But um, anyways... Those are some things. Yeah, that those are like on. the bad things that have happened this week that have been on our minds. Uh, we didn't have a meeting on Monday because of Indigenous Peoples Day, but we had a lot of we've done a lot of other things this week. Yeah. Um, so last night we actually attended uh, two different um, <laughs> two different events. One of them um, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so the Cambridge Police Department put together um, an event called Support for Survivors. Um, and we heard from a survivor of domestic violence um, who was very brave, I thought, and and telling her story um, pretty vividly to a room full of to a room full of people. There was um, probably about thirty people there, yeah. and um, there was a number of um, there were a number of questions afterwards. It, it turned out that the woman who, sh- who shared her story and she did it so beautifully and eloquently, and we were kind of all like on the edge of our seats. It was the first time she'd told that story. Yeah. Um, and she was saying that it took her a long, long time to share that with, with to share her particular story with, with people, in particular her friends, because they weren't, she wasn't sure how supportive they would be, and, and her parents. Um, and it reminded me that there was a, um, an article this week talking about um, how most women who experience sexual violence or assault um, or rape don't ever tell their fathers. Yeah. Um, or their brothers. So I kind of had this light bulb moment this week where I was like, oh, maybe that's why men have such a hard time understanding how prevalent this problem is, is because we shield them right. from from hearing about it. So I was, um, when she was telling the story of her telling her parents and telling her father and how hard that was, I was like, good for her, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I think we, you know, people need to do a lot more sharing Definitely. with the men in our lives, for sure. 
Yeah, I think it was a it was the first time the police departments put on this event, and I hope they make it a an annual a, event. annual event. Yeah, because it's really it was really important to have, and it's a good it's a really important uh, community there. Yeah, and I feel like we did that vigil last week, which is like right. one thing, right? You're all standing there, and 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 you know you listen to the the victims' names of um, you know all the victims of domestic violence last year, but. Then, you know, it goes on all month. So, you know, there are a few other uh, things that are going on. Um, one of them we'll, we'll get to a little while from now, not this podcast, but Transition House is hoping to put on a, a film um, that kind of delves really deeply into this issue. So, anyway. And I have my... Oh, you have your purple pin on. Yeah. Oh. And so Where'd you get that? I got it that day at the visual last Wednesday. I mean, I didn't get a candle. I didn't get a... Th- I'll get you one, okay? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the police department is wearing these all month as well. So they have, um, they have like ceramic pins. Yeah, yeah. Like and the, and mm-hmm. their shields are all purple now. Yeah. Uh, for the month. So, you know, they're they're doing it. They're doing it. Right before this event, uh, Milana and I, we went to the Hildebrand 30th anniversary celebration over at the multi cultural arts center in east cambridge so hildebrand for those of you who don't know is an independent nonprofit organization with a mission to partner with families experiencing homelessness to achieve self-sufficiency and they began as an outgrowth of a social action ministry of the saint paul ame church in cambridge uh, and it's named after the, the organization is actually named after the regional bishop reverend richard allen hildebrand who authorized the rehabilitation of St. Paul's former parsonage for use as a shelter for homeless families. So it is a really important organization. They are one of the largest providers of emergency shelter for homeless families, and they support over 300 families in shelter. So it was really good to be there. We we were typical politicians. We were there for a little bit and then I had to leave to another event. But I, know, I hate doing that. I hate it's it. It's always it's like so in the middle of somebody ta- um, talking about something really important. And then we're like, we got to go to this yeah. domestic violence. And if violence you ever want to see two awkward people, <laughs> you should come watch us at events. It, it's literally. It's, it's so painful. It's so sad. We're like, who should we talk to? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's like other people there. Like Anthony Galucci was there last night. He's on the board of For, this. Former mayor. Former, former mayor. city councilor. And he's like, you know, you could talk to people to get votes here. He's like, a lot of people from Cambridge here. You should yeah. be out there talking to them. And we're like, okay. And I just turned back to Alana. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I just can't. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't That's have that me. gene to just walk up to people and say like, hi there. Hey, I'm, I'm a counselor here. Ooh, oh, gross. I know. No when, way. The funniest part was we were standing behind these two women. <laughs> and the mayor says, you know, I, you know, he's speaking he's like i want to introduce two of my colleagues on the city council who are here and these two women were literally standing right behind them and they were like who we haven't seen anyone here who they must be new we don't recognize them we don't we've never heard of these we've two never people. Heard of these. and so we were like I, I think i said like hi it's us we're them <laughs> then he, he introduces us and we're both like hi. hi anyway yeah so that was it was good to be there it was a great event yeah good um, event it's a great organization. If you want to find out more information about them, they really do a great job helping homeless families here in Cambridge who um, who are not only looking for housing, but also services surrounding um, homeless families. So anyways, wonderful, wonderful organization. We also, this week, super exciting. Yeah. I promise this will not be as boring as taxes, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> we had a meeting about trash mm-hmm. and recycling and curb cut 
curbside composting. A lot of people came. (laughs) There was a surprising (laughs) number of people there. Um, So I I really, like I said, we will go through this quick and it won't be boring. So big picture numbers is Cambridge has a 2050 zero waste goal, which means we're trying to reduce our overall trash in the city to four pounds per household per week of trash. Just imagine what that might look like. Um, That's like less than one bag of trash. So there's a lot of reducing to do because currently we're at 16 pounds per household per week. So there's a few reasons for trying to get to zero waste. And obviously one is environmental, less greenhouse gas emissions, landfills are filling up. So four local landfills are going to be closed by 2021. And no new landfills can be created in mass. Um, But it's also to save money and focus on the health and wellness of our DPW employees. It's pretty expensive to dump a load of trash. It's 99 bucks per tipping fee. And that's where the alternatives come in, like recycling and curbside composting to decrease the amount of trash tipped. So um, the DPW like did a great presentation, but they talked about this pretty gross sounding experiment, which God bless them. Right. Um, I think our job is bad, but I, <laughs> this um, cataloged people's trash to determine what was in it. So they essentially took people's trash from all over the city, pulled it out, and just and tried to figure out what in the trash was actually trash versus um, other things. So the trash averaged all over the city, 41% of compostable material, only 30% trash, 16% recycling, so plastic and other things were actually in the trash, and 13% other, so like textiles, electronics, scrap material, etc. So the plan is to do some marketing about what should actually go in your trash to decrease the number of compostable items and recycling in your trash cans. And another thing that they said that they were like thinking about doing was doing a uniform trash can across the city, probably smaller, <laughs> yeah. um, but also for rodent control because mm-hmm. some people just put their trash out. There's no top on it. Um, so that was one of the things that they talked about. So, Yeah, so the other um, thing was the, the hot topic and the reason. I'm not on the committee, but I wanted to go. I didn't, yeah. Uh, I was wondering. I am on the committee, and I came, <laughs> came in late, <laughs> came in hot. With a muffin. <laughs> With a muffin. It was like 3 o'clock. I hadn't eaten anything all day. Poor Sambal had like crumbs all over. I was like shoving that muffin <laughs> in my face. So the real hot topic and the reason I wanted to go was uh, because the meeting focused on composting and what our program actually does. So basically, when we throw our scraps into the compost bin and set them outside, they go to the Greater Lawrence Sanitary District Water Wastewater Treatment Plant in North Andover. And then those scrapes are mixed with wastewater sewage sludge. Sludge. We heard a lot about sludge. Yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. then it goes through... I didn't know how to say this word. Oh, anaerobic. Anaerobic digester, which eats away at the material and reduces the mass, which produces methane. (laughs) Methane gas. Gas that the plant uses as energy to operate the plant. I felt like I was in school again. (laughs) It was very schooly. happening? The wastewater is then separated out and treated before discharged into the Merrimack River. What's left is these little pellets we all know as fertilizer. Yeah, so, and I think there was a few moments where the DPW kind of was talking about how would they struggle to what to call this program, because we get emails all the time saying, your compost program isn't actually composting in the way that I think most people, like I have a, a backyard composter. You put the scraps in, you turn it, and then it turns into soil, and then you use it in your garden. Um, so that's not technically 
what this is um, because it's mixed with the wastewater um, and then turned into these pellets. So I think that they would have loved to do a traditional composting program, but the systems just don't exist locally um, to do that yet. And um, there were a few folks there that were challenging our program. You know, they were applauding us for taking on this giant um, issue. Uh, But one of those people was Laura Orlando, who teaches environmental health from Boston University, who argued that what people throw down their toilets and sinks uh, are too dangerous to be used in a fertilizer program like this. We also heard from a woman at a nonprofit um, who spoke at public comment. Um, The nonprofit is located in Boston called Ciro that was really doing interesting things larger scale composting. And since the food waste ban that was enacted in 2014 is finally in full effect, like literally just last week, it took this long. Um, This ban states that if you throw away over 2000 pounds per week of food scraps, you need to compost or face a pretty steep fine. They've given out some pretty steep fines. Um, So their business, Ciro's business is only going to be growing. And I I looked them up because she mentioned in public comment that they were um, committed to diversity and that a lot of their employees, they, they had a very diverse yeah. mix. And I, I looked it up and yeah, she wasn't lying. Um, so they're committed to social and economic justice. And I really thought, I really liked her. Um, and I went on the website, I watched some of the videos and they did, they're, they're doing some great, great work. And I hope that we can figure out a way to team up with them on this issue. And if you're interested in looking them up, um, it's C-E-R-O dot C-O-O-P. Um, I was also driving in Somerville this morning on the way home from a doctor's appointment, and they seem to have a, a curbside composting pickup that is a private one, but lots of people were using them. So lots of people on my route back from Somerville Hospital had green bins. So I <laughs> I was like trying to see what it said <laughs> on the side, and then I saw a guy picking it up. So I have to look into what they're doing in Somerville. Um, and I think they mentioned... Somebody mentioned at the meeting that Boston is really looking and doing uh, curbside composting as well. Um, so hopefully, you know, with people getting involved in lots of different municipalities close to us, maybe we could think about a different system. I mean, it's just hard to do big scale composting in an ur- a tight urban environment. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a better, just a better word, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they spent a long time trying yeah. to figure out whether or not to call it compost. compost. Um yeah. But yeah, I think the meeting, you know, was running, maybe didn't go beyond for two hours, but I think there will be a follow up. Absolutely. It's yeah. Because we, no one could really talk to each other after me. It was such a packed agenda. Right. That the city couldn't respond to the people who were talking, you know, had questions about the program and challenging the program. Um, so TBD and also the the composting program in 2019, I think will be for now 13 units and more, right? That, that was one of the things they talked about. Right. Yeah, they were trying to figure out how to work with the larger um, buildings because a lot of, I've never, I've never um, composted ever. It's so easy. Is it? Yeah. I do want to do it. I mean, I'm we had jealous. one in the backyard and it was such a pain in the neck because, you know, you have to deal with yeah. like the turning and like using the soil and stuff, but <laughs> this is so easy. It just goes out with your trash. Yeah. It smells bad though. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen it. So I'm gonna. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah, maybe one day I'll, I'll do it. So that that was the big meeting this week. Uh, the other meeting tonight is a mayor's town hall, uh, sporting uh, Cambridge youth, and so it's being hosted by Mayor Mark McGovern and the Cambridge LGBTQ plus c- 
commission, and really it's to get at the questions of what supports do Cambridge young people need in our city, what supports and services already exist. There's a ton. So we'll be hearing from young people, youth workers, and the LGBTQT commission. Uh, So if you're around, please come. It starts at 6 p.m. Yeah, I... This is going to be an interesting conversation, and I wish that I could go, but the Arts Task Force starts tonight. Oh, yeah. Yes, so I have my first Arts Task Force, one of nine, um, that are going to be happening over the next nine months. We've got a great group of people. Um, I'm excited about um, the work that we're going to get done, and it seems like people are really jazzed about about sitting around a table and talking about public policy and how it can um, help support the arts and culture and the artists who create it here in this community. So um, I'm a little bit nervous. But I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's like a proud friend moment. You're going to do great. I wish I could watch. I am. Um, I was like writing my like, what am I going to say? <laughs> I felt like such a dork. <laughs> I know. I walked in on her today <laughs> in the city hall room. I was like, what are you doing? Well, you know, it's funny. So I used to be a clothing designer. Yeah. So like. For those of you who didn't know, who know? I, exactly. So, um, you know, I. I'm sort of an accidental politician with a creative mm-hmm. soul. So to me, this is like this thing that I'm doing in this weird job that I have That's that I actually feel comfortable, <laughs> like in an area that I feel comfortable. So I'm excited to do that. That's tonight from 5.30 to 7.30. It's going to be a work bar. And um, it is open to the public, although um, we won't have public comment. Um, but anyone's welcome. Come check it out, hear Great. what we're talking about. And I'll be reporting out... Um, Next week, or next. maybe not. Next oh week. no, next not oh, next yeah. week. We are away next week. Uh, me and Alana, we're Alana and I, whatever, uh, are going. <laughs> what's grammar? <laughs> uh, we're going to New York uh, for a special trip. So TB, we'll keep you posted on that. And we're going to keep you on your toes and not tell you what it's about. But yeah. we are going with the executive director of our women's commission. Yes. So there might be some lady stuff that we're talking about. It's going to be great. So we have some stuff that's happening this weekend. Uh, tomorrow, you know, you're talking about being. A clothing designer, d- designer for me. I'm a theater kid. Oh, that's right. I've never heard you say that in here before. Oh, I know. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a theater kid, and tomorrow uh, is the showing of Unveiled uh, at 6:30 at the Cambridge Regent and Fitzgerald Theater. Please come. Uh, we actually. I'll we be have, there. I know you'll be there. Vice Mayor is coming. I think Dennis Carlone is coming. I've invited. A lot We're of gonna folks. have a quorum. We're gonna have a quorum. <laughs> We're gonna take votes. <laughs> yeah, but please come to the show. I think it'll be great. Um, a lot, you know, this woman, Rohina, does a, you know, portrays five different Muslim women post nine eleven. So, yeah, I think theater has a really powerful way of talking about social issues of our times, spe- specifically on race and and class and things that we deal with on a daily basis. So we'll report back on that next week too. And then on Sunday. On Sunday, we are organizing a Yes on Three canvas, a Cambridge canvas. The city council is um, gathering folks, and we're going to head down to Quincy to knock doors and um, talk to voters in Quincy about how important it is to vote Yes on Three and uphold transgender rights and protections. Um, I'm excited about this. We're meeting at City Hall um, between 9 and 9.30, and then... um, if you don't have a car, we can we can help get you down there. It is on Facebook, um, the event, and we will share it out via Twitter. Um, but definitely come. It's going to yeah. be from 10 to 3. It's kind of a long day. Um, but I think if you are somebody who is at home right now thinking, what can I do to help in this election? This is the thing. This is the thing. And 
Quincy, and so I think we have to we have to go to places like Quincy and make sure people are aware of this issue and talk to people. And I think ballot initiatives are one of those things that people really don't understand no. um, and know about. Like we were just at that thing last night for Hildebrand, and people were talking about the nurse, the nurses question. Um, you know, question number one, and people are still like, I don't know, yes or no. Um, and then there's, you know, I, I just I worry that people are going to get to the voting locations and not even know that it's on the ballot and not know how to vote. Um, and it's going to be really close. It's going to be really close. It will. So please join us. Let us know. You can reach us at our Twitter handles. Email us uh, if you like a, like to join. There is a Facebook group as well, an event. So please sign up between now and then. We'd love to I'd see love you. to have you. Yeah. Um, and then it is Fire Prevention Week this week. So a fire on Friday morning at the sixth floor of the Fresh Behind Apartments out on Ringe Avenue is a reminder to review your basic fire safety tips. That fire, unfortunately... Um, or fortunately, fortunately was knocked down quickly, but there was water damage from the sprinklers that put an elevator out of service. And in that building, when an elevator is out of service, it is just been there. Yeah, not fun. It's not fun. So um, also, tragically, a Arlington woman smoking in her bed died of a house fire recently. So check your smoke detectors and your CO2 monitors and you're welcome Cambridge Fire Department for this PSA. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it's also um, energy efficiency Efficiency month. Anaerobic. Anaerobic. Red leather, yellow leather. English is my second language, okay? (laughs) Okay, theater kid. Get it together. (laughs) So it's energy efficiency month, uh, and uh, please consider switching to the 100% green energy program offered through our community electricity supplier. Ajera. Ajera. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. I was I'm just going <laughs> to skip ahead. And <laughs> anyway, just wanted to let you know, there's uh, the vice mayor uh, talks about, has talked about this month uh, a good amount, but wanted to put it out there for her as well. Yeah. And then the last thing is if you live near or travel on Mount Auburn Street out by the um, Mount Auburn Cemetery, starting this month, a priority lane for um, mostly buses, but also bikes, will be tested on parts of Mount Auburn in a partnership with between Cambridge and Watertown. Um, you can share your thoughts on the current street design and travel status quo on a pre-implementation survey that I would encourage you to fill out um, so that we have some real data. One of the things I always talk about is how we kind of just anecdotally do things, and it would be great to have some data, some pre-implementation data. Just um, it, it is a pilot. I have been told it is a pilot. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, lots of people fill that out, and then you tell us tell us afterwards. Right. Right. What you think? And then the last thing, speaking of that na- that neighborhood and area, we did get a complaint um, that the bus shelter yep. on Aberdeen Avenue had an advertisement that was a pretty graphic, violent depiction of a a gun. It was like the Call of Duty. Um. Movie, I yeah. think it's it's a call. It's a video game, but I think it's a uh, anyway. Is it anyway? The anyway. picture was like a guy with, with a giant gun, um, and so we were actually able to quit pretty quickly get, um, get it off the advertising company to to pull it down. But you know, I think oftentimes constituents are like, oh, no one listens, or I'm not going to email the city council. I mean, really, if something <laughs> something like that that's disturbing, and you know, right. uh, just email us, and um, we'll certainly. 
certainly get on top of it. Constituent services is something that Sumble and I feel very strongly about. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, um, we, like we said, are not going to be around next week. We're going to be in New York City, um, but we will have a big show um, the week after show. Yeah. Podcast? Show, podcast, same thing. Same thing. Um, we hope you have a great weekend, week, and come hopefully- tomorrow night. Yes. To see Rohina. Unveiled. Unveiled. Um, and then come on Sunday to the Yes on 3 campus. Yeah. Hang out with us. Hang out with We're super fun in person. I mean, when we're not like at an event trying not, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out how to talk to people. <laughs> trying to be these weird politician types. <laughs> come with us to Quincy. Yeah. Um, and so I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions for either of us, I um, you can tweet at me. I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at Sumble Sid, S-U-M-B-U-L-S-I-D-D. All right. So we will see you in a few weeks. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye.